Motorcycles and Misfits Ooh. here at Recycle Garage Where? in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Why? Yeah. Well, then it, it is. I we just we can't help it. Yeah, I know. We it was surprise sunny. It was supposed to be all foggy like yesterday. <laughs> uh, surprise was, sunny. Uh, I know. You told me it'd be cold, and I wore thermal underwear. I was regretting that. Well, yeah. the, always the wear air, thermals. Always. I know. The air Don't was you, chilly. You know, the world rejoices when you wear thermal underwear. As they say, just an extra layer in between you and us, Liza. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cause for celebration. As they say in the city, wear a light jacket. <laughs> hey, everyone. Let's get to who is here in the room tonight. Hi, this is Liza. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> choo 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 choo. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Use guys. Oh, over by the door, we've got Cat. Meow. And trying to quickly chew that burrito, we've got Derek. Hello, it's a taco. It's a taco. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's favorite exotic number one, it's Knock. What's up, dickheads? <laughs> and that's why you're their favorite. <laughs> I'm not anybody's. That's why every every, if you're, every if I'm your favorite, says fuck knock. If I'm your favorite, you've made a mistake. <laughs> and of course, running the board tonight, it's Bagel. I exist. Yes, you do. On the classy girl couch tonight, it's Miss Emma. Oh, you all look simply marvelous, darling. Simply marvelous. Why, thank you. Oh, well, thank you. As do you. Feeling the pressure because she knows she's next. Riding the classic girl couch for the first time. It's Jess. Oh, you know I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to exploit that later, Jess. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Also on the classic girl couch tonight, giving it some balance because you can't have too much class. It's Justin. Shine bright like a diamond. Ooh. Wow. wow. Nice. You look like a, you look like a Viking when you said that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I ne- I would not have gone with Rihanna. It, it was a cover. Nice. Rihanna cover nice, I was going nice, for. Nice. Nevertheless, a brave move. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I like Rihanna. She's great. Mm. Over on the train side of the room, it's Naked Jim. Yeah, can't follow Rihanna. So anyway, word to your moms. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> you could buy a whole sleeve of makeup products, though. Also on the train side of the room, we've got Douglas. I came to drop bombs. <laughs> and as we call her now, the human lawn dart, it's Cat P. Aww. I believe I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I think as- asphalt dart might be a little more appropriate. Nice. So, um,. Before we get into our topics, I wanted to... Let's give away some more free stuff. Oh, yeah. We love giving away free stuff. We love giving away free stuff. And this is in conjunction with our friends over at Creative Writing Podcast. Right. And Law Tigers, who are sponsoring the Sacramento Mile. Law Tigers. This freaking thing is still going. Nobody won this yet. Well, we're giving away away two pairs of tickets. Oh. So So four tickets. Quick math. One plus two is see. Not some people have friends, so they need two tickets. Oh, I just yeah. Mm, yeah. Let's yeah. make it personal. Yeah. You know, yeah. Poor yeah. Nog, The whole concept of friends is lost on very me. lost on. Me. <laughs> 
They're all fungible items. <laughs> Says the guy with the Tyrell Corporation shirt. Fungible items or frangible items? Yes. So May 18th is the Sacramento Mile. It um, is indeed. Some of us have been to it. I haven't been yet, but it's some of the best racing. And uh, loads of fun. We're giving away some free tickets thanks to Law Tigers. And here's how you can win. Wow. All you have to do is go on over to Creative Writing Podcast. And their episode came out just a few days before us. Mm-hmm. And... Each week, there's a phrase that they're going to give, and then we're giving the second half of the phrase. So I'm going to give you the second half of the phrase. You get the first half from Creative Writing, the second half from us, and then you send in the whole quote to Creative Writing Podcast at gmail.com and say you want those tickets, and you're going to be entered for the drawing. Here it is. The second half of the phrase is, or fuck you. Okay, then. Oh, yeah. So you got to go to Creative Writing Podcast to find the first half of the phrase, and you might win those tickets. So this Just remember, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. So this phrase will be used in context of something? It's not just some random guy going, oh, fuck you. Like, no, it's casually? actually it's from a quote, I'm uh, just going to say. Perfect. It's from a quote. So um, I, talk, I, I, yes? I was thinking that the complete sentence was, things that knock might say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would say? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked Cat P to come in here, and for those who aren't in the room, and you can't see the sling that she is wearing. It's very She's fashionable. like a little, little bird, bird with a broken wing. Put a bird on it. Um, and I just have something to say to all the listeners who emailed us or even thought about it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I just got something uh, if you've ever emailed about stop talking about helmets already, <laughs> well, you better pay attention, Buster, because this story's for you. Oh, yeah. boy. That's right. Because mm. Cat P has a yeah. crash story. I do, yeah. You do. And you have you brought your helmet. Did it did it make it in here? Yeah, yeah. it's over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, let we me have see to see the helmet. Uh, so Cappy, tell us what happened. Start with what you were riding and where you were riding and then what happened. Well, I was riding oh, Douglas's right. G S five hundred down uh Smith grade. Oh, it's always better when you crash someone else's bike. Oh yeah, it makes you feel <laughs> it just hits you in the heart too. This yeah. is that one that he just spent all that time fixing up. Yes, exactly. Oh, That's the one. Yeah. The really cute orange one with yes. an excellent paint job. That was yes. in really really nice original condition Mm -hmm. yeah they only actually made that paint paint scheme for one year i've never seen another yeah and you probably never never will you never will again i have to say that was probably my favorite gs 500 i've ever seen it was a beautiful bike buck was was handsome yeah buck was a very handsome all right so you're riding someone else's bike yeah Mm -hmm. and um on a straightaway on a downhill Mm -hmm. and there is a well i'll start with the facts straight away downhill i'm like great okay this would be easy and um i went over the bars somehow and landed on my head and my shoulder um broke my collarbone and um, we found out later there's a bump there that goes all the way across and so when i hit that the like i don't know exactly what happened with the mechanics of the suspension but for whatever reason despite hitting it straight on it bucked me right off over the bars and flipped the bike what i'll say is is one thing you're leaving out is those roads up where you were guys were riding is you see the asphalt and a lot of the lighting's very modeled mm-hmm. so it's it's shade to bright shade right. to bright and with the asphalt a lot of times it's hard to see 
stuff in the pavement because you can't tell which it is was it like that yeah exactly and like i mean i i guess i thought crashing would be like there would be some some moment where i had the opportunity to save it or or um some moment where i had the opportunity to save it or uh, there would be a head shake or something like that but all of a sudden it was just like i'm guessing it's one of those things where it's just enough force that it popped you up yeah and wait well, forward you, the, the bike probably just followed well you, you know there, yeah. there was some video footage going around probably about a year ago of um a couple of cops riding formation and they go over a speed mm-hmm. bump and the one just launches oh, yeah. off his bike they're going dead straight they're not even going particularly fast and these are electric lights so yeah. the big heavy bike mm-hmm. just boom he's off it so it's just like full flying w like or do you even know? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I all I can see is that I hit my helmet straight on, right. pretty much. So you you went up in the air, came down like a lawn dart, yeah, head first, yeah. And then I tried to get the bike back up, and my arm wasn't working. And oh no! It was so frustrating. And oh, um, no. a lady came by, and she helped me pick it up, and and said, "Oh yeah, a bicyclist just died here." Oh, Which, that's, that's comforting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was, Ouch. So, yeah. did you not feel the impact to your head? Um, I mean, I felt it. I have some had some bruising like yeah. on on the top of my head, but it was not. It was super super minimal compared to what happened to the helmet. Your neck's okay. Your cervical's fine or anything as they sore. X rayed. Yeah, I'm a little bit sore, but no compression or anything like that. Nothing got that got dusted over there where when you landed. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they like, they took tons of X rays. More on and, the side okay. than the top. Oh, if it I was see. up here. I think they would. Yeah. Decent problems, but and okay, I might cool. be shorter now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and your other gear, did it all come into play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing full leathers, Alpine Star, you know, leathers, and and they did great. They're a little bit scuffed up, but um, I got a tiny bit of road rash on my hip where the jacket came up. But I I wasn't zipping, you know, I wasn't using the full zip, which mm-hmm. is my right. bad. Mm-hmm. So they're called merit badges. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is I'm looking at you, and you have another merit badge from a week or two ago on your chin oh, yeah. from another. <laughs> yeah, my first two motorcycle injuries in seven years happened to be like, like within a month. Yeah. Oh man. Each other. It means your learning curves like leveling up. You're like you're getting better, and that's why it's happening. Too fast. Too yeah. fast. <laughs> so yeah, we, it was the four of us in the ride. I was leading the ride, and uh, we get to the end, and. And uh, you know, wait for all the passengers or wait for all the riders to, to regroup. And there's this little dirt area, and Charlie and I are playing in the dirt, and Adrian's just chilling there. And like five yeah. minutes goes by, and we're like, uh, she should probably be coming along here any minute. And like seven minutes goes by, we're still running around in the dirt, and we're like, yeah, let's let's go back. Yeah. And as you're going down, this happened right at the beginning of Smith Grade, and and um, it's what, a few miles, probably four or five miles from from where? Empire Grade to. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Road. yeah. Like that, and you yeah. know, like the further you go, you're like, oh shit, I'm, she's not coming. Mm-hmm. Something happened. I hope it just broke down. You know, I'm starting to look off into the ditches and everything. Like, and finally came up on she was in someone's driveway. So yeah, it was it, just that 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 feeling sucks. I actually came across the uh, the post crash scene. <clears throat> yeah, you rolled uh, right by afterwards. Huh? Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> this is maybe about maybe 30 minutes or maybe a little bit more after it happened because you were on. I was on my way back. back. Yeah, yeah, it was probably, probably about an hour. An hour. Yeah. And I, I'm running down by this thing, and I always remember this little bump. I tend to kind of move to the side. 
<laughs> and uh, and as I passed the bump, I see that so there were people on to the side of the road, just you know, with motorbikes. But I was just going. I didn't really think about it. And I realized those people look kind of familiar to me. Like wow. maybe a hundred yards down the road, I turned around, and sure enough, uh, Cat and Adrian and I think Charlie was there. Yeah, told me what happened. And you know, the bike didn't look bad on the right side. But it looks I, great on the yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it looked immaculate on the right oh. side. But uh, yeah, it was it was a bummer. I found out. That. I was like, oh, I broke my collarbone and. Yeah, that sucked, man. Yeah. yeah, but Charlie and Adrian got her in a nice impromptu sling, and yeah, you know, you were bar- selling eggs at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a cooler outside with yeah. the honor system written on it and dozens of eggs in it. Yeah, and uh, apparently somebody around that area had some, you know, egg, eggs for sale. Yeah, fucking <laughs> eggs for sale. So, so Kat, what did you have? So you got to the hospital. Did uh, did they have to do surgery, or what's the? No, so no surgery. I got really lucky, and it's only moderately displaced, so it should grow back together. There's a couple of fragments in there that are kind of like scattered, mm. and so it's just going to make like a big ball of bone right there. So, nice. and what did the doctor say upon seeing your helmet? Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so, do you feel that the helmet? truly saved you in this case yeah for sure i mean when you go down like that and and again you never know i was literally <clears throat> going straight and um you never know but i i do i do feel like that yeah here's an x-ray if anybody wants to see it Ooh, are, you, are you okay with that yeah that's cool okay yeah wow. there's just pieces floating around it's pretty gross wow. uh, uh if you scroll at your own risk because <laughs> Doug's penis comes up. <laughs> it's just, I got thousands so, of photos of my penis. It's, it's in my bracketed head. in between. <laughs> just like left or right, you're fucked. We always like to learn from people's accidents. And is there anything that you learn from this? Um, I anything you do different, or that you make sure you you, that you learned was the right thing? Yeah, I, I keep trying to like take as much responsibility as I can, mm-hmm. and I think in this situation, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was hard to see, but I was also probably using my supermoto eyes to look at stuff because mm-hmm. that's my typical ride, mm-hmm. and I didn't anticipate the bike acting like that. Even if I had seen it, right. I probably would have done the exact same yeah. thing because you think you can hit something straight on going at speed because it should just soak it up you know it, right um but i think in this situation i wasn't thinking about the bike i was on and what it was capable of you know if we distill accidents down there's there's rarely just a single factor it's usually a chain of events that happen um and you know i can kind of figure out yours you number one you were looking at it through your your supermoto eyes Secondly, the bump itself was kind of half hidden. But thirdly, you know, GS500s aren't what people actually think they are. I mean, it's it's basically a 1980s bike. So it really is, in terms of suspension, it's a dinosaur. It does have the R6 shock in it. But that doesn't help the front. No. And, you know, it's when you add all those together... Um, it really was a perfect storm for was, you. Yeah. Was this the first time on that road, sorry? Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and the front the the front forks were like licked clean. Like all the way up. Oh right. really? It, full, oh, yeah. full travel. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. once you get up to the top and there isn't there simply isn't that much on a GS five hundred because that's how things were back well, then. Well, I, I bought him that bike out to be honest, going into driveways. Right. Like that's mm. 
pretty normal. Right. So once you're hard up against the dampers, there's nothing else to give. You're yeah. just going to buck like a bronco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wow. sure did. Yeah. Oh. yeah it, it sheared the uh, s- the steering stop right off the frame. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So when you when you said you were you were riding down and then you were suddenly in the air, have I I know that like after my accident, I was like, dude, I don't even know what just like what happened. I I came off the curb and then I was like sliding. I have no yeah. idea what happened. Have you had any like moments where you get a little more memory back because I hit my head pretty hard when I went down. I had a similar it was a little less, but mine was in the back. Um, did like scratch on my helmet and I don't remember much but over the weeks after I would piece a little more information together have you had any of that yet not really I keep even trying to figure out where I landed but I don't remember because I just popped right back up like just Mm -hmm. instinctively and I know that's not a good instinct but it I had That's it. what you do. You have adrenaline. Just, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I remember seeing the scrape marks from the bike, and it was at least, you know, it's certainly further from where the bump was. It was about so, 30 yards from the bump. Yeah. I mean, wow. so I think and, it, and it went around something. the corner with the road. No, it went it straight. Went straight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, I saw the scrape marks, and uh, yeah, they were nowhere near the actual bump, you know, so it just... I mean, you got tossed, man. So what's the prognosis of the bike, Douglas? Uh, Funny you should ask that. So our friend Stephen Fushi um, contacted me on Friday. He's like, hey, I got a GS500 roller chassis. Do you need it? I'm like, nah, my bike's good. Don't need parts. Two days later, I'm calling him up. Uh, So we went up and picked it up on Wednesday. So I have all the parts I need. Oh, perfect. Um, it's just not going to have the same paint scheme anymore. Yeah. So. Oh, what happened to the gas tank and the fender? Just Gas just... tank is dented and scraped, and the left rear fender is, is scraped. Okay. So what so else do you have to switch out? Uh, handlebars, clutch, perch. Um, I think the uh, center stand got bent. Uh, the foot peg got bent. The fender, the front fender. <clears throat> and... Um, yeah, somehow the <laughs> the handlebar grip came off. Wow. <laughs> it's no That's longer like, there. Like, like your and, uh, That's dollar store hairspray, man. <laughs> the instrument cluster is gone. Well, mm. it's, it's all mangled, and uh, the headlight. Yeah. It's really. I mean, it it's sounds so, like a long list, but it's really not. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. It'd be an hour conversion or so. Wow. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're relatively okay. I mean. Really, this is why we talk about this all the time, about gear does save lives and it does minimize uh, damage. And this is a perfect example. You got, you know, some broken bones, but you will heal. And the thing I appreciated when we were getting the report last week during the podcast was that she's in good spirits and waiting for the doctor. And I was like, okay, because a lot of it's about the attitude and you had the right attitude. But I think that's I'm going to say because you were wearing a helmet and you weren't rocked. Right. Like you would have been. Do you remember that listener who wrote in probably, gosh, six months ago, and he said, I really like you, Misfits, but you've really all got to stop crashing. (laughs) (laughs) There's just a lot of us. It lasted for a while. Well, it's we ride a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it skews the numbers or whatever statistics you want to look at, right? There's a lot of us. We ride a lot. And and we're not riding long, straight roads. But, you know, i got to be honest with you. Statistically, we are pretty heavy on the wrecks. (laughs) I crashed like 10 days ago, like in front of my house. (laughs) (laughs) I almost hit my old neighbor's kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I will say that I I had a lot of close calls this weekend, but uh, I managed to not crash or get crashed into. Okay, well done. (laughs) Those pucker moments, man, they get you bad. And they come in like 
groups. I've had that where like whole weekend, it's just <laughs> oh, yeah. like one thing after another where you're like, holy shit, oh my God. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we, we all have those moments. Like every single person goes yep. through that, that, oh, oh, I'm alive. All right, we're good. We're going. We're yeah. good. <laughs> I'm not dead yet, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but what I will say is, but I did crash like 10 days ago, and it's like the old story, like it happens close to your house. It totally mm-hmm. did. Wait, what happened to you? Uh, I was making a left down to go down to my street, and traffic backs up. Uh-huh. So they had left a small gap for me to make a left through into my street. Yeah. And um, and I know traffic's coming from behind me, so I don't like hanging out in the left hand, you know, making a left on yeah. this lane. So it looks clear. Everything's good. The cars are stopped. And I had like built like an eight-foot gap, and I just kind of lean over and start rolling through it. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a bicyclist hauling ass down the hill. <laughs> uh. And I saw him. I'm leaned over. I look out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, fucking bicycle. <laughs> so all I could do is snatch a front brake, and it was probably like seven miles an hour, and just, you know, I'm a ninja, so nothing bad happened. But, <laughs> yeah. But well, like, like Kat time. said, you leap up, and I, I left up. I'm all, Gabe, what's happening? <laughs> He's like, what the fuck just happened? Because <laughs> as your crash you got hurt all the people like oh <laughs> but had it not been wearing a jacket and a helmet gloves and boots right. it could you know it would have been all fucked up were you riding even that F- slow were you riding the fc1 yeah the fc1 okay did you trash it no it no, came out like a barely. champ yeah. barely no nothing Fantastic. well i i bent the uh, handlebar riser ah. a little bit i'm still riding it and uh and maybe the handlebar a little bit a little bit of well those risers are rubber mounted mm-hmm. so yep. before yeah. you say it's, it's bent it might just not be centered in its rubber bushing anymore liza brought that up so i unloosened everything yeah and just kind of kicked kick it, it a couple straight, of times yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. but the fairing the most important that that japanese oem fairing yes. was not really yes. touched at all Cool. It's gold, yes, man. Don't heritage. fuck those up. Yeah. It's the like the heritage thing. special thing. But yeah, literally, it's like, right, like 20 feet in front of, from my house. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we crash. It happens. But that's why we wear gear. Kat, I want to thank you for sharing your story. And it, for me, it just further brings it home. Hey, do you have something to say, Kat? Or? And it's not just about wearing a helmet, but it's about wearing a good helmet. A full face helmet. One that fits. Mm-hmm. One that fits. Yeah, one that fits is the most important, I the, think. The right gear. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just like coming at it from an external point of view, she was wearing all of her gear, a proper helmet, and she went down in a faster situation than I did. Uh, you can't compare two wrecks, but I wasn't wearing a proper helmet. My helmet was way too big for me wasn't wearing any gear i broke like half my body and lost like half my skin and i was going slower than she was and she landed in a in a much more dangerous fashion than i did so like gear is the number one thing you can do it's reason why people in cars have airbags and seat belts like and they have tons of metal around them to protect them so the least you can do is to wear your gear get it sized properly go to a place where they actually know how to size gear and don't have a house brand to upsell you on Hmm. and get gear that fits you has the proper inserts of protection for like elbows and backs and get it sorted before you get a motherfucking motorcycle, y'all. Mm-hmm. Spend more money on your gear than your first bike. Come you down will, here and get some. You will <laughs> wear it throughout your entire motorcycling career, and it will save your ass quite literally because Lucas knows asshole road rash ain't no joke. Butthole road rash. Butthole road rash. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that a lighthouse? Dude, yeah. 
that, that, penis, <laughs> that penis lights up, dude? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, if you feel like sending us an email to let us know to quit talking about helmets, then I won because I got you thinking about it. <laughs> I'll just start. Wow. I'll send Liza pictures of all of my injuries and all the uh, x-rays and the blood everywhere from my wreck, and she'll just forward them to you so you can like just soak it all up. Or we'll just send a picture of Kat's helmet, and it's quite obvious it did its job. Yeah. Thank you, Shoebirth. And a three-quarter or halfy would not have done no. this job. No. Because the face shield has scraped yeah. down it. So the, the yeah. kind of the good thing, the bad, so that helmet's done? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, so I'd wear yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nock would get, like, the black marker and just touch yeah. it the scratches and then good as new. It's in that spray uh, foam and squirt on the uh, inside. I my bike once. Right. You know? So thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks and for having me And let's on. tell everyone, please wear helmets. Um, I wanted to... Ride safe. Take Lee. a second to. Mm-hmm. It's time to bring the AMA minute here. Those guys. Those guys. Let's hear what they're doing. This is Michael Marino with the AMA minute. AMA member Matteo Mercurio of Marietta, California, was named the grand prize winner of the 2018 Beta AMA National Dual Sport Series. He won a 2019 Beta 500 RRS motorcycle. Other prize winners received a set of Kenda tires, a Seed Concepts motorcycle seed, and an IMS Products fuel tank. AMA Hall of Famer Bubba Schobert has been named the Grand Marshal of 2019 AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days, featuring Honda. Schobert won all three of his AMA Grand National Championships and an AMA Superbike title on factory Hondas. For more information on AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days, visit www.amavintagemotorcycledays.com. The AMA Classic Grand Tour is returned to the schedule for 2019. The objective of the tour is to find and photograph signs that contain the letters AMA in sequence. For more information, visit www.americanmotorcyclist.com slash riding slash AMA dash grand dash tours. And AMA Hall of Fame legend Malcolm Smith will be honored at the 2019 Quail Motorcycle Gathering on May 4th, where he will receive the 2019 AMA Dud Perkins Lifetime Achievement Award. This has been the AMA Minute. For the latest AMA news, visit our website at www.americanmotorcyclist.com. And there it is, AMA Minute. And Gee, as I said that... That was about 90. Uh, they, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, as I said that... the. Malcolm Smith getting his award May 4th. That was actually yesterday. It was. And yeah. we saw it happen. Can we just take a moment to actually appreciate the backing music for the AMA Minute? That <laughs> you is like that? funky. That's <laughs> got like a funky bass line going on. You had to pay for that download. You know yeah. what? You should uh, use the Seinfeld uh, change music. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be uh, more entertaining. But that's just me. But yeah, speaking of Malcolm Smith. Malcolm. I met him yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, he did. So we, yeah, we, we'll do a quick recap of the quail. We were there doing interviews, so we're going to have an yeah. all quail show, but I just wanted to give a quick recap. Um, you should get a golf sponsor. Malcolm Smith, who I consider to be possibly the best writer of all time in the world. Okay. He's, okay. He's certainly... Right? He's up there. Especially right? if you include char- characteristics like inspiring, capable... <clears throat> right, all those kind sure. of things. He's the sure. man. He's the man. Uh, dude. He's the man. And if you've seen on any Sunday, 
He's the man, right? Yeah. And if you don't and fall in love with motorcycles after on any Sunday when him and Steve You're McLean dead on the inside. And Mert, they're do, going through Mexico or wherever. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he was already in the Hall of Fame and he already was a legend, but this was the highest award that the AMA gives out, the Dud Perkins Award. And um, last year he was in an accident and he's not a sprite man he's he's an older man with some i think back issues and stuff so he walks around with a cane um but he got run over by a golf cart uh, last year he was at an event and somebody got in a golf cart and it was in reverse and they backed up over him and ran over him oh, and geez. broke his hip wow what? and <clears throat> that's the, all, the, all the shit that guy's and been the next through. day his son was in a motorcycle accident and like broke his leg and they were in adjoining hospital rooms oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. He was getting around pretty good though. But um, so I didn't expect him to be that mobile. And uh, Jim and I were walking across the lawn, and I saw this old man with a cane just walking alone. I was like, <gasps> I grabbed Jim. I'm like, <gasps> you know, <gasps> like starstruck. It's a great picture too. Anybody who is a leader in motorcycle racing. There's a commonality between them, and there's a drive that drives them on. And that doesn't go away when you get old. And I think it's the same drive that probably keeps him going with his bloody cane. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Yeah, and I saw him, and I just, I like beelined, and I'm like, Jim, get the camera, Jim. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Malcolm, can I get a picture with you? And he just he's like, well, okay. Oh, yeah. I oh, said, awesome. I, I think you are, you know, arguably the best writer in the world. And he just kind of looked at me like, oh, I don't uh, think yeah. so. <laughs> we, we, we asked him, like, something about it. Are you used to this? He's like, yeah, I'm kind of used to it. But, you know, if you watch, like, the writing he was doing, like, on any Sunday, what was cool is they captured a lot of that on film. Mm-hmm. So you can see him back in his prime just hauling ass in these races and stuff. Oh, my God. He's, yeah. It, it, fast. So fast. But also just graceful and not a guy who who you would ever look at and think he's an athlete. We know I'll say something real quick as I was watching some Cody Webb videos the other day because Cody Webb, right? <laughs> and he started a race and he stalled out or something, so he ended up starting like last. Everybody took off and he was there like for fifty. You see this, Doug? Oh yeah, he passed like the entire pack. He went from last to first. Left and right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching him ride, and you're like, how do you do that? And he's riding fast, obviously, but then he would pick routes that no one else really was. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be in in the course, but outside the you know outside thinking and Malcolm Smith does the same thing you watch the way he races he's going fast but then he sees things other people don't yeah right nice so that was um, a real honor to meet him and as as Rob Dingman said <clears throat> you could not t- throw a cat without hitting a <laughs> hitting a, a, a hall of famer um, yeah Craig Vetter was there right. um, Mike Corbin was there Mert Law was there um, that guy's cool man yeah, his, his kid. I think that Mert's is that his tall, cool. tall guy? Who's that his Mert's, kid or his buddy or whoever his friend? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, they're cool uh, they were all there. But I have to say, um, the biggest honor for me was receiving my award, which is here on the mantle, right next to Bosley's ashes. Yeah, oh, and next to this wonderful lighthouse <laughs> and, and a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I gotta say, it is a nice award, and it's chunky. It weighs a goodly amount. Heavy's good. You could hit him with it. It was a, it was a real honor to win it, but to me, what was the real honor was all my friends that came out to throw rotten tomatoes at to you. checks to in the mail, this. right? Checks in the mail, and, um, and not just that, but um, Craig Vetter came, and he was like, they had to get a, a golf cart to get him there because they're like, we got to get there in time. Liza's getting her award, and <laughs> nice. he comes up and he's in the proud in the crowd. And he's like, I'm so proud of you, and then he's like, can I stand next to you? 
I'm like, you sure you can. Come on over. <laughs> nice. And so he stood next to me with his arm around me as the award was presented to me. And that was even a higher honor. And that's to have a great a, picture. A Hall of Famer and a, and right. a friend like Craig to be there were, and to receive the award. Were, you, were you like, uh, were you like, who wants to touch a winner? Come on. <laughs> Come on up here. Give me a hug. So that was really special. All the people that came out. I really appreciated that. That's so awesome. that, w- that was pretty cool. Um, the event overall went really well it's yeah. a good quail again it was fun a well-run event but knock this was your first time it was my first time i want to kind of get your assessment you know what Dude, I, you made it to breakfast i give you props, <laughs> man i suffered so much to get to breakfast <laughs> but uh yeah it was a great show uh it was very well organized well run uh it's what you would expect if you were to you know pay the full price of uh of admission and um but all the bikes there there were mostly spotless and clean like there's like i think fish had his uh snowmo chopper there yeah which was like the the, yeah. the i think was the gnarliest looking bike there you know it, there was still oil coming off of it but to all the other bikes were super clean super nice uh it was a, again very well run show and there were plenty of places to sit it was a nice sunny day and it's just this crazy weird ironic thing where people were starting their bikes up and revving it on a golf course yeah you know so uh, yeah I enjoyed it very much. Would I go again uh, if I weren't paying for the ticket? Yeah, for sure. But uh, but aside from that, you should definitely go. I mean, you go to these kinds of events where it's kind of hoity-toity, and you pay X number of dollars, and, and you know, it, yeah, you're seeing, like, a, high, a lot of highfalutin type stuff. But anywhere you go where there's motorcycles involved, there's always, like, a roughness to the edges. Oh, yeah. And it attracts different kinds of – it attracts motorcycle people. And you know how those can be, and uh, and that's what's cool about this event. It's it is a nice hoity-toity type place, but it's still very much a motorcycle event. Yeah, yeah. and you, you're going to get uh, obviously you know the classics. They featured uh, Bruff Superior there. Yeah, uh, there's scooters, there's um, yeah. mini bikes, there's choppers, there's modern bikes. Um, there's usually manufacturers there. Oh, Suzuki was there. Uh huh. Was but Ducati, yeah, that's right. Ducati, that's right. Had the Ducati was there, yeah. and then four electric motorcycle companies, three of which we interviewed. So those will be on the um, the next show we put out, and uh, a lot of cool vendors, a lot of cool products. Fifty year anniversary of the CB750. CB750s, right. uh, classics, CB and customs, and. Uh, just really cool bikes like we interviewed yeah. uh, Jim Carducci with the Carducci Motors yeah um, we'll be talking to them some more yeah. yeah Doug this guy is building a it's a Sportster engine uh, it's a Baja racer right oh wow that that Tony Guerra is going to be racing in good the Ironman competition really wow. good looking bike yeah he's and been developing it for a number of years and now they're at the point where Tony's going to ride it in the Ironman but not just that. Fall. Tony's going to ride it from here to what? Baja wow. to race it in the Ironman and then nice. and, and then ride it back home. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I know, right? It sounds like something Bagel would do. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do an iron butt <laughs> on the way to the Cannonball. Definitely go <laughs> if you want to see bikes you'll never, ever see ever again. You know, like, and there's a lot of super rare shit. And I mean, make no mistake, it's expensive, it's pretentious. As you say, Nock, there's a lot of... what you call the investor class yes Mm -hmm. and you know you can devote as much or as little time to them as you want but you will see bikes that you simply are not gonna see anywhere else Mm -hmm. yeah 
It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, and if you're just like a regular guy, a business guy who's into motorcycles, I'd guess it's a great place to rub elbows and make connections. Oh, sure. Well, here's the thing. You You can go to a museum, and you can see these bikes behind a rope. Um, But as Rob Talbot has taught us, every bike has a story. And he's another guy we interviewed about the stories. He had bikes there. But you're looking at bikes on the lawn. You can get right up on them, take a look. And there's a good chance that the builder, owner, restorer is somewhere nearby, oftentimes sitting in a camping chair right next to Mm -hmm. it, glad to tell you about the restoration process or the story or whatever, the history. And so there's people there who want to talk and tell stories and i think that's one of the cool things why they have so many like couches and benches you sit down and you strike up conversations with people upshot free ice cream well not free but <laughs> ice cream and uh, lunch is serving lunch was fucking excellent dude those empanadas oh, dude. and so there you go Killing it. you see if you think oh this is really expensive because i remember what is it 90 bucks to get in was it 85 something yeah something, something like, like that, that. Uh, yeah so don't eat for three days yeah and just devote three hours to just constantly bring, bring, uh, eating and eating empanadas over and over again that's yeah, good value bring it bring a doggy bag you yeah know, you know take some food home with you fuck it <laughs> so yeah highly recommend the quail it it is a it's very unique. high end but also everyone is approachable and everyone's on an e- equal level there and you can talk with anybody about anything oh sure ask them um Really, really cool event. It's cool Good to time. see people walking around in motorcycle gear than there are in actual business suits, which is, you know, you know that's cool for a show like that. And, Nock, you made it longer than you make most uh, events. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, I ate, a, I ate a fucking CBD THC fucking tart or whatever. And I was like, dude, I'm roasted. I, I can't stick around anymore. <laughs> oh, but we, we did get to jump on the uh, Livewire demo. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, oh. Tell me all about that. Uh. Well, you know, here's what they did. Uh, they were kind of... It wasn't really a realistic test ride. So they had a live wire. Yeah. And it was bolted to a platform. But this is uh, like the actual motorcycle. It, no, it, it, it exists the actual, physically. It, it physically exists. Yes. It's a great-looking bike. Uh, yes. It is. However... Having actually sat on it, and you you put on, they're not VR glasses, they're augmented reality glasses. Mm. And you basically look down this lighted tunnel, and it looks like you're going into warp drive. And, you know, the quicker you turn the throttle, the quicker you go down the tunnel. Sonic the Hedgehog, dude. (laughs) However, having done this, I wasn't sure whether the, I think the, the, the platform was powering the bike. The bike did oh. not feel like it was running underneath me. I think the rollers that it was on. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of mm. do. So um, it had that feel thing. about it. Yeah. You know, I, w- I still would like to ride one. I'm still itching to ride one. Um, but they're still being kind of vague about charging times and still being kind of vague about performance. Mm. I don't think it's a finished product yet. I mean, the dealers are getting these things in, like, four months. Yeah, supposedly. I wonder if it is a finished product, and they're trying to figure out what the I don't spin think, is. No, I don't think it is. No? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's close to being finished. Mm. I will agree, though. I think it is a good-looking bike, and I like the seating um, It's a seating position. It's an absolute... It's a classic, standard seating position. Mm. You know, you're Sit sitting up upright. Yeah, yeah. Your arms are right in front of you. It's, cool. And it's great-looking. And we didn't interview the guys uh, at Harley because they were all busy doing that. Yeah. We did interview Energica. 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 And 
and oh, we also so oh Lito, another uh, bike. Out of, so Energica is uh, Italian. Yes. yes. And Lito is French Canadian. French Canadian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't call them Canadian. They're, they're from Montreal. They're <laughs> French. Yeah. Canuck. Yeah. Uh, Cub- Quebecois. That actually and was my favorite interview of the whole day. Like, that was pretty cool. It was like Pierre and Jean-Pierre. Yes, Pierre and Jean-Pierre. Uh, and then the Curtis bikes, which is something we've talked about but never seen. Yeah, um, we were trying yeah. to pin the guys down. I got distracted and went elsewhere, but you you got them pinned down while I was away, didn't you? Right, and we interviewed the guys from Curtis. Liza accosted the guy. Right. And those, they had the two um, combustion engine bikes, which are true pieces of art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They really are. Um, and then the electric bike. But not just that. They had the renderings up on the wall of uh, the what the electric bike. Concept right. stuff. Yeah, it. it's pretty cool. And so for those who aren't following this, um, Curtis bikes used to be Confederate. And Confederates started off doing very highly modified Harleys. <coughs> and then they started building more and more of their own bike. And it was still a V-twin. Um, but just really bizarre stuff. They did this thing called the Hellcat, mm-hmm. which was a super minimalist bike. Um, I can't remember. There's a prototype before then that had like a weird boomerang front end on it. Yeah, they but used to have a TV show back then. Oh, Doug, you have to go? Yeah, we're going to head out. All right, Doug, happy. Thanks for right, coming. Thanks for sharing the story. Yeah, thanks again. Bye, fuckers. So, bye-bye. So the name got changed from Confederate yeah. to Curtis. Mm-hmm. Propulsion is internal combustion is being phased out. Mm-hmm. Electric is being phased in. Yep. Um, there is some commonality between the two bikes. There's some like key designs that they're keeping on both of them. Um, and Derek, you're leaving too? Yes, Say bye. Ciao, Derek. enjoyed that Later, taco. Derek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get a picture of that helmet. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, one of the cool things about the Curtis bikes he was saying is these are pieces of art that are timeless in the sense they're timeless because they are so unique, but they will never um, go away. You know, if you just keep basically, you know, changing tires and maintaining them, they will last forever. Oh, that's a no. What do they have at the show? They have the Warhawk at the show? They know how to name a motorcycle. They have the Hades and the fucking Zeus and... I know, right? It's pretty cool looking, Mike, man. It's really, it's they, very unique. They started one up as we were leaving the. Oh, it the, sounded um, dope, dude. And my but, ears were bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> but it I think not the thing too that kind of resounded with you—a very well-run event. Yes, <clears throat> and I appreciate that too. Well, you know, yeah. it's year. It it really is year twelve. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's eleven at the quail. Bye, guys. Um, one year before at Half Moon Bay. No, they're not the same. Well, the, the, a lot of the team went Ooh. over. Right. Um, so, you know, if you... I always include Legend of the Motorcycle, <laughs> that one-year event in 2007. Mm, it's probably. part of the same team that went over to the Quail. You, um, you've had bikes at that show, yeah? Oh, yeah. At, I've, at I, have, I had bikes at Half Moon Bay and at the Quail, yeah. So, so check this out. As I was leaving uh, the other day, you know, the event, there are, there are just... There's, you know how our bikes are kind of parked in a row? Yeah, yeah. each other? People would come up and start taking photos of you and Mike's bike. Oh, yeah. yeah. People love that <laughs> shit, People man. tripped on Mike's bike, too. Yeah. They do. Right. Um, nice. You know, it's... It, it, if the the worst thing I could do to that goozy is enter it in the quail. Because if I did, that means I'd have to stop riding it. 
Why? Not, what do you mean? Well, no. it's not for sale, fuckers. No, we watch people ride all those bikes out of there. Yeah, I know. But in order for the Guzzi to do well at the Quail, I would have to get it to the kind of status that I'd be scared to ride it daily. Mm. And if you yeah, look at okay. the Guzzi, it's a about. pretty bike, but it's got sandblasted for front forks from riding up and down Highway 1, mm. and it pukes oil out. Hold on, them. Emma. I'm going to stop you there because yeah. you are talking about having a bike entered to be judged and possibly whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. However, you're discounting the thousands of people who would walk by and appreciate it. And that's you really do that. why you should do it. You don't have yeah. to win it all the time, goddammit. However, let's distill that down to money. If you want to put a bike at the quail, it's mm. 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you so just you really park, gotta, park okay. it at the entrance like yeah. we did. Wait, just so, don't okay. tell them, just walk it which in is, like you. Okay. Which yeah. is, you know, and I'm kind of getting a little more involved with Jameson again. And next year for 2020, I think we might, Jameson, we might make a comeback and exhibit yeah, a few bikes. You can mm-hmm. hustle a couple of bikes in there. That's yep. yours. You should put my super uh, moto in there. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say wrapping it up, yeah. one of my favorite things about yesterday was uh, Em and I did a deep dive on the CB750. Nice. So we started with the original 69. I just went through. And she walked me through the details of that bike. And, and they the made it one year. Right, one year bike. Yep. So the, the little details of a sandcast motor or the instrument cluster, plastic on the airbox, things like that. Yeah. And then we went through year by year by year. Yep. That was really cool. Thanks for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. And, you know, that's the thing with the CB750. It's a very developed bike. And Japanese manufacturers are very, very conservative. So they'll just change it a little at a time. Until he went with the the twin overhead cam, right? Until everything changed with the twin cam. Mm -hmm. 79. And, you know, back at the time, people are beginning to appreciate them now. But when those things came out in 79, it's like, oh, God, Honda, what the fuck have you done? Right. It lost the classic styling. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I know it seems early, but I have an email I want to read. Oh, cool. And this is from Justin Flynn. Hey, Justin Justin. Flynn. He says, hey, Misfits. Been been listening for a while, and I've (laughs) even had the pleasure of meeting Miss Emma and Bagel at Vintage Days. But this is my first email. Oh, ooh, uh. I'm currently on a road trip around the border of the USA and finally made my way into California after starting from Detroit, Michigan. I was wondering if it would be cool to stop by the shop and meet a few more of the misfits and chat bikes. I'm trailering two bikes along this journey with my girlfriend, who's also a rider. Uh Uh-huh. The bikes are a 1983 Suzuki GN125 that I've been that I've Frankensteined quite a bit and a 1976 KE100 looking forward to riding in and around Santa Cruz because you guys make it sound so damn nice there from Justin aha seems seems like a nice guy <laughs> Yeah, totally. I don't know. He sounds like a Come bit of a, bit of a I don't tosser know. to me. <laughs> I want to know what pair of crazies would be riding those bikes around. And I figured, well, let's just ask them ourselves. <laughs> so we've got Justin and Jess here in, in the studio. We have come full circle. Welcome. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us a little more about this trip that you're doing, because you're not riding the bikes around. the. You actually have proper transportation. Yeah, we're bringing it behind our SUV on a Perfect. tiny trailer I brought it from my brother. And 
I did consider trying to convince Jess if we could actually take the bikes around. But we, <laughs> but we, we thought about it, but Michigan is not fun to ride in in the winter. Right. So we know who the smart, smart one is. Yeah. And, you know, if nothing else, if you're driving a bigger vehicle, if you're just dead tired, you could just pull over to the side of the road and crash for a few hours, which is kind of tough on a bike. Yep, and we've done that multiple times since we've been on this trip, so... Yeah, been kind of so, happy about it. So when did your trip start? Uh, beginning of February. Wow. Yes. And this is May here, so okay. And so you come from Michigan, and you're going around the outside, so where have you been? So we started off and went straight down to Florida, because we were originally going to go up to the Boston area and be in New York and hang out there. We have friends and family. And, uh, Hold on, the Tin Man is getting seated here. <laughs> He's getting an oil can here. God, knock, knock, you're creaking. Is that your joints or your boots, darling? That's actually my arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we were going to start in the Northeast uh, and realize, yeah, that sounds shitty at this time of year in February. So we mm-hmm. cut it straight down to uh, Miami. Uh, Pompano Beach, more specifically, where I got a buddy who fixes boats down there all year round. And it was good that I brought it there first, because uh, in Michigan, I picked up these bikes in the winter, so I couldn't really actually oh, one of those, right? how, you know, I didn't take them on long rides yet. And it was the first long ride where we discovered, oh, the K doesn't doesn't like to run for very long until it gets hot, and then it gets hot and it don't Uh-oh. run no more. Ooh. Oh, no. That's it was pointing condensers. So uh, yeah. my buddy was able to explain, like, yeah, this is what's happening. You need to just buy a new uh, tune-up kit, and it'll fix it. And luckily, it did right away. So Yay. I was really content with that. Sweet. So you guys are driving around, and you're, like, making pit stops, and then you pull the bikes out and, and enjoy the area by bike. Yep. Yes. So what have been uh, some of your favorite cities so far to experience on two wheels? Mm, on, New- two, on two, four little wheels. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans was actually kind of fun. Say it right. <clears throat> New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the big easy. We will allow it. <laughs> uh, what was it? We showed up the weekend before Fat Tuesday oh. without realizing it. Uh-oh. So we had a trailer. <laughs> going through New Orleans and we were driving by and it was like oh we can't just go through uh, Louisiana without stopping there yeah and uh, <laughs> so we pulled in and it's just gridlock but like oh. weird gridlock because like there's parking everywhere like signs like parking 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 so we go to one of the parking <laughs> and it's like what's going on the guy looks at us he's like it's Mardi Gras <laughs> like, oh my God. what are you doing here otherwise like oh oh how much to park? I guess we're doing Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mean, it's a lot easier to drive in between traffic and uh, two little motorcycles than a uh, yeah. big trailer. Now, Mardi Gras, for those I haven't experienced, is crazy. It, I, I say everyone should experience it once, but I will never do it again. <laughs> There's no reason to experience it even I had once. a friend who's kind of a, Go to New Orleans, a, a small, awesome. small, lightweight person, and she was on Bourbon Street in like the crowd, and the it's like you have to go with the flow of the crowd and she at one point she actually picked up her feet and was just carried by the oh, crowd no. she was oh, so so condensed like between people wow. and at one point that's too many sweaty I'm bodies sorry the hardest thing to do is to find a bathroom there yeah mm-hmm. and i went yeah. into most, I was, most people don't i was down yeah. at the the gay section i went into one of the gay bars there's a line out the door wow. so you just get in line and i'm just standing there and then there was somebody behind me who just kept like 
pushing me in the back like over and over and over and i was like what the hell and i turned and it was a dude getting a blowjob ah, <laughs> while, while you're there I'm just like seriously Since you got nothing better seriously? to do yeah. <laughs> you hit grinder and it's like one foot <laughs> And it's it's really like uh, you experience a new low oh, yeah, new in life. But I actually Perfect. experienced the lowest point of my life ever there mm. because you get swept up by it. Yeah. And if you ever have experienced one of the Mardi Gras parades <clears throat> where they're going and they're throwing the beads out stuff, yeah. and you are like clawing each other's eyes out to get these beads, it's like competition. <laughs> but not just that. Each parade, each crew, they have special things that get thrown out. And these are things that people covet. Uh, like at the Zulu parade, there's a few like golden coconuts, and people will keep them on their mantle for like decades, <laughs> right? And I was watching well, one of these uh, at one of these parades, and I learned for the beads, there was a bunch of girls like on a ladder. And they couldn't catch for shit, and they but they kept showing their tits. So I just stood behind them. <laughs> so I was getting plenty of beads. But along came this limousine, dark limousine, and it the window would come down, and every now and then a hand would come out and throw some out, and everyone the crowd, went, oh, it's her, it's her, it's her. I'm like, who's her? This is RuPaul? You know, P. It Diddy. Was, it was Anne Rice. Oh, oh that's right. She wow. lives in that She area. lives there. Remember, yeah. interview with a vampire. She was throwing out curses. No, she she's throwing, throwing out life-size rubber rats. <laughs> and this rat got thrown out towards my direction. And we all kind of reach out. And it goes bouncing down into the gutter. And the gutters are half beer, half piss. Oh. Right? <clears throat> and no it goes down in the gutter. And I find myself on my knees scrambling, <laughs> elbowing a little kid to get to the rubber rat. And I, it's one of those things where you catch yourself in that moment. And you go, oh, my God. <laughs> this Who is have the, I become? This I am is the in, lowest point of my life. I am in the gutter. <laughs> I am in the gutter. Rolling my hand in piss, piss elbowing a, a child. Johnny's got oh a bloody For nose. a rubber rat. <laughs> I, th I think of like the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where like Indiana let go of the cup. Let it go, son. Like, yeah, and I, I, did you get the rat? No, I came to that realization and I stopped. Yeah. And that I'm yeah. glad to say that is still the lowest point in my life. I've not gone lower than that. Did the child get the rat? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. They probably still covet it dearly. They, yeah. They're and handing hepatitis. it, handing it yeah, on to their children. But um, anyways, what a crazy story. event! Yeah, fucking motorcycles, <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> but I've been there with motorcycles too, and it really helps with the crowds to get around. But <laughs> Good story. that's a what a crazy place to be. Oh yeah, especially when you're not intent, they're like in planning on it or yeah. forethought at all. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was one of those. How much for the night? And like, oh, that'll be like forty dollars. Well, how much just to park it now? Uh, twenty bucks. How long does that last? Till seven a.m. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do that. Let's do that. Yeah. I found my hotel. <clears throat> so then, did you want to cross the south? Is that where you've been going? Uh, yes. We yeah started off going out. Uh, what was it? I got a buddy in Texas. Who lives in between Houston and Austin? So stories that start with that never end well. You know what? <laughs> like the Reno story from yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It did end well in that he's got a really nice garage. Okay, there uh, you go. And our continuing bike troubles ended there. Oh, good. More or less. Cool. What were those bike troubles? Let's see. So after I did the points and I 
like reread and reread, reread, and like, okay, I'm spacing it, I'm doing everything correctly, I don't know why I can't get this bike to run. And then I got to run once, and my, noted my buddy's also, my other buddy in Texas, is another mechanic. And he's like, hmm, you got done fucked your bike. And it's like, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Texas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I'm getting kind of frustrated for about a week straight and uh, working on it and not getting anywhere with it until I had the bright idea of like, this is the first two stroke I've ever had. So I took the spark plug out and I decided I'm just going to replace this. Yep. And then I realized I don't want to own two strokes too long, but uh, yeah, it started right up after that. And I, yeah. Yep. And I, what was it, between tuning and whatnot, I fouled out a few more spark plugs until I figured out you're supposed to, like, really... Right, like, well, that's why some of the bikes we've seen actually have oh. an extra spark plug that's sure. inactive. So I, I've been told so that if you're, like, in a race or something and your spark plug is fouling, you just grab the cap and transfer it to the next spark plug. So, I mean, uh, but theoretically, if the running spark plug is fouling, the combustion chamber is just full, so yeah. full of unburnt fuel. Mm. The second plug, but it's worth a shot. Yeah. It's yeah. worth a shot. Um, but yeah, two strokes eat plugs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they do. So then you come in, uh, you came across to California? Well, uh, from there we went up to Colorado, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Denver. Um... And we just rode around there, like, minimally, because that's a much higher speed town than mm-hmm. uh, these little 100 cc's would really like to endure. Uh, but then from there, we went to Arizona. And in Arizona, we took it off-road finally. And oh. it's definitely best to, you know, a lot of dirt, a lot of desert. That was a lot of fun. Uh, well, the, the KE, right? KE? Mm-hmm. That would be. But you're not really on a dirt bike there. I, while there, I acquired longer shocks and bottomed it out anyways <laughs> and went off-road anyhow so let's take a second because emma recognized this bike right away you said you frankensteined it it's modified it's it kind of a uh, cafe no it's brat brat style yeah uh i bought this bike already <clears throat> messed with Bratted. I, didn't, I yeah. didn't do any of that okay right <laughs> well i didn't do the initial thing it started off as a cafe by this kid's standard and mm-hmm. that involved just chopping off the back end and not finishing it so i mm. didn't like that like just having like past the shocks nothing there no fender no brake light no nothing so i had another k100 that didn't run so i chopped the back end off of that and threw it on this bike this okay. gn so then i had a taillight and a fender worked out and then let's see i raised the bars up with uh bar risers because I couldn't find I, I, I was looking all over online I couldn't find bars that I liked like those Honda ones you handed that me. you found in the garage yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like those <laughs> and then let's see when I was in Arizona I went to this uh the, apparently the largest motorcycle junkyard like Ooh. biker bobs Ooh. I have seen pictures yes nice yeah that place is huge <laughs> and kind of terrifying because I'm from like up north and we have motorcycle junkyards but like our issue there is like everything rusts yeah. okay so Arizona everything doesn't rust but everything um electrical or plasticky oh elderly destroyed. I was going to say, but there's rattlesnakes. <laughs> uh, I hope not. I didn't, I didn't go around flipping too many things like to find out. But uh, navigating through that junkyard, and I asked the guy, or I asked Bob, apparently, 
He's like, I think I remember seeing one GN 125 way over here, three fields over, and take a left after that. It's like, oh, jeez. Oh, wow. So I uh, went wandering through, and I took about like a half hour to get to where I thought he just described to me, <laughs> and I actually found a GN 125. Wow. Completely bare bone, nothing was oh. there. So it's like, oh, crap, I was looking for shocks out. here. Yeah. So I uh, wandered back and just grabbed whatever shocks that were longer than my stock ones. Um, which happened to be blown out, but I was just going to see, like, can I extend my swing? Like, how high can I lift my bike mm-hmm. before something binds? So that was to prepare it to go off road into the desert, because the stock, the stock suspension is fine and all, but I didn't want to like, now what is it? I wanted to do at least raise it as tall as the K100. Uh, so I mean, that's what I did there at Biker Bob's finding uh, shocks. Um, so you're outfitting it for dirt. It still is kind of bratted, but so you did some off-road. How did the two bikes handle? The KE did well. And do you have dirt riding experience, Jess? No. Ah, then there's that. No, it was uh, nice. It was a little rough. Yeah. So how was that? Yeah. How was the learning curve, Jess? Yeah. My legs hurt for three days. Ooh. Yes. Yes. We all remember that. A yeah. thousand squats. <laughs> a thousand. Did you? Did you? Take a dirt nap, as they say. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> did you use the front brake? Um, no, actually, okay. I didn't use any brake. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! I was actually I was going over whoopdies, and they yeah. were at an angle, Ooh. and Ew, yeah, I was going, and then I was on the ground, yeah. and my bike was on me, Ooh. and it wasn't very bad. Um, I just got a little scrape on my arm, but that was all, and. My aunt was out riding with us on her quad, and she helped get my bike off me, and we just went back. Nice. We all played it real cool because her mom was also there, but not on the ride. So as soon mm. as she came in, she's like, come here, come here. Yeah, go take my mom out because I just cut up my arm, and I need to clean it. But <laughs> it's like, okay, well, let's go out into the desert. <laughs> but yeah, but they're little bikes. Come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a concerned mother who didn't want her to get a motorcycle in the first oh, place. Yeah. So I'm wait, are you the bad influence? Uh, uh, naturally. Oh. <laughs> According to some sources. Oh, I see what's happening here. I see what's happening. So how how long is this trip planned for? How much time are you taking? We actually just recently set an end date to it. Uh, we are planning to be home sometime in the first or second week of June. So we're kind of kind of closing down at this point. Yeah. Well, still, what a great adventure. Oh, yeah. And I'm assuming you guys are still pretty young, early 20s? 25. 25. Okay. 20, mid-20s, perfect. <laughs> what a great adventure to take and to have these little bikes to pop around on. What's on your list on the way home? Like Utah or anything like that? Or? Yes. Oh. Zion. You have to ride through Zion. Zion and Arches I want to go mm-hmm. to so bad. Nice. Great. And how have you enjoyed Santa Cruz? All right, so... <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. This is what? Well, actually, this is about California. It's all the damn vampires. <laughs> so when we first got to California, we were... Uh, what was it? We were trying... Uh, Wait, ra- did you split traffic? Did you split Where did you get into from California? <laughs> we actually have only been in California for three days. Okay. And oh. most of the time we've been here, we've spent trying to find somewhere to sleep. Uh-huh. Oh. Like... A lot of other people, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the city. We were in L.A. Uh, okay. uh, because my brother had been there, and we were trying to find somewhere to stay the night, and Camping Walmart stuff. kicked us out. <laughs> no. And we ended up actually driving from like the Irvine area down to almost Carlsbad oh, wow. because we couldn't find somewhere. Wow. 
so but other than that it's been gorgeous yeah the weather has been super pretty and you came up the pacific coast highway we did no. not what oh. yeah. well starting from where we were we're almost on the outskirts of san diego so yeah coming up to be here today oh wait a minute you chose coming to spend the day with us over riding the Pacific Coast Highway? We well, for this part. Okay. From here on out. Because <laughs> realize, okay. we're also going through Oregon and All up right. to Seattle. Right. Like, yeah. There's more There's more highway. To go yeah, through. one Cause, north cause is going to be beautiful. Everybody You'll knows right. Big Sur is not worth it. It's just shabby down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all overgrown. So you got to spend uh, quite a bit of time here with the Misfits at the garage. What was that like for you? That was a super cool experience. Apparently, all the old timers showed up for us. Yeah, we had well, you know, we had both the cats here. Right. Um, mean Megan was here. Right. Oh, wow. yeah. oh yeah. And uh, Justin here. came by. Douglas was here. Yeah, right. we had so a lot all of people the, showing the up. Really early members, because I know it seems like I've been here forever, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I am quite a latecomer. Exactly. It's great when people show up too because I was doing fork seals today and Emma wasn't here yet. And so, oh, maybe I'll ask. So, Jason, he's part of a race team. He he make, he does suspension work. That's his thing. Yeah. And and he was with uh, me and Megan. And I'm like, hey, Jason, you got just a second? And it's really <laughs> nice because you kind of know what to do. But when you have someone that does it all the time, yeah, like just the little tricks and little things you figure out, like getting that clip out and things like that. So, it's nice when those people come by too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knock. I asked him about the CRF because Mike was like, "Yo, all I did is I took my uh, my KX to him, and he mm-hmm. like turned some things, charged sixty bucks. It's all good. You should go to him." Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think it's that easy. And then he, and then he was exception. like, "Yeah, you need to get new uh, springs." New springs, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so like uh, about a buck twenty, I think it's gonna cost new springs. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, you got to hang out and see the things happening, and there was actually a lot of people working on bikes today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I changed my oil. It took me six hours wow. on the KTM. That, yeah, KTM dude, has <laughs> three fucking filters. <laughs> <laughs> on two sides of the bike. They're wow. on each side and a fucking sieve at the very bottom. Um, you like take <laughs> half of the bike apart just to change the oil? Yeah, it's it's thorough. <laughs> there were expletives coming from you trying to get that bash plate back on. Did you, did you finally manage it? I did figure out what was going on. Um, I had to remove the bash plate to get to all the oil stuff. And on one of the sides, I took off some bolts that a, an arm went up to from the bash plate, thinking that was the support for it, which it was. Except the bash plate isn't attached to that. It's really just a rubber bumper there for it to push against, oh, okay. but it's not actually attached. What those two bolts were were these center stand bolts. Oh, <laughs> So I kept trying to put the bolts back, and the hole was no longer aligned, and I couldn't figure out. I'm sticking a screwdriver in there trying to wrench it. Nothing's happening. Yeah, screwdriver. It took me like an hour to figure out what's no out of way. a line. All I did was take the bolts out. I didn't touch anything until I figured out it was my center stand bolt. So just the weight of the bike shrunk, came down, and the holes are no longer aligned. Once I took the bike off the center stand, everything went back into position. I was able to put the bolts back in. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's weird. It looks like it was holding the bash plate, but it was just a bumper 
against the bash plate but um yeah we had a lot of bikes being worked on mm-hmm. uh, a lot of action going on what a great day for you guys to come by and experience everything and so fun to see you tooling around on these little bikes too so i'm curious why you chose these bikes was I, it budget was it challenge i gotta say that's like the most polite sounding two-stroke i've ever heard it's just nice and quiet and ba 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 it's yeah, a very it, sweet bike. It is. It is a nice sounding bike. Yes. And actually, you got your clutch adjusted, didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. But yeah, why did you choose them? Yeah. It was. A were they just there? So budget or challenge? So. Yes. Okay. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> a challenging budget. <laughs> yeah. The Kate. So we set a price tag for what we were going to buy, like try to spend on both of these bikes, and uh, well, the, of course well, the. Fr- what was that budget? Well, we were gonna try and stay under a thousand for okay. each one. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right, it's doable. Yep. So, the first bike. So, how it worked out was the first bike we actually went to go look at. Regrettably, it was that KE. I say regrettably because we didn't get to browse after that. But what we did, so we went out to this go see this bike, and I let Jess line this up completely, and I told her, you know, like this is what we should spend on it, and this is the rules or something. Not the rules, but sort of like right. this is what the guidelines we should go with. And so we get there, and Jess is chatting to him. I'm looking over the bike, and I realize, wow, this is pristine looking. Like, this is, like, it looked nicer than when you guys see out there. Well, it was <laughs> pristine for, looking. Yeah. yeah, for real. And uh, so, you know, the guy's giving us the history behind it, and he's explaining, yeah, I grew up these bikes. It was an old fellow just restoring two, little old two-strokes. It's like, do you get anything else? Yeah, like, do you build anything else? It's like, eh, I never had any interest in anything but two-strokes. And he had a garage <laughs> just full of two-strokes. Wow. Hmm. So it's like, all right, then sure, why not? And I mean, one kick started it up, and it was cold, and it was below zero when we tried it. Or not mm. below zero, sorry. It's below freezing. It's still cold. Yeah. So that, to me, a little two-stroke that started right up and as cold i figured that has to be a great sign so um anyways we get down to negotiating time and uh what was it so i was thinking hmm i don't want to lowball them because like i was thinking around 800 dollars for this bike but i have no idea what the initial price mm-hmm. that this guy wanted so i said how about 900 dollars?" and he's like that's eh, a little little low i'm like oh well, what are you thinking? He's like, well, it's up there for 14 right now. I'm like, oh, no. Oh. I just, oh, no. So he's like, I'll come down a little bit. And through somehow luck and th- I guess he just didn't mind. Through really good teamwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did wear him down. Uh, we managed to walk away with it for a thousand dollars. Nice. <clears throat> so that was your whole budget. budget for one for each one. We were gonna oh, a thousand for each one. Oh No, I like the challenge of a thousand for both. <laughs> that would be that would a be challenge. A challenge. But you know, this is a great little KE hundred. It's largely uh-huh. stock. It's in great shape. It's low miles. What's not to like? Indeed. And the oil injector works, and everything doesn't seem to, like, want to throw you off. Uh, another cool, or not a cool thing, so for the GN, that's where the challenge came in, because uh, we found it, you know, search on Craigslist, and uh, it was already modded. It was a kid, apparently, who had been working on it, a uh, college student, so I guess someone, like, maybe only four years younger than me. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we go to meet him up. Oh, no, no. Before we go to meet him up, I asked him. He was asking for 1500 for that bike. Hmm. And that's way out of what I bothered paying for it because it was sort of on the barely running end. This is in Michi- Michigan? Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Fifteen hundred. No, that's not a real price for that kind of bike. Okay, and I yeah. knew that, but <clears throat> okay. I have seen that bike on since summer. So it's winter, er, nearly mm-hmm, winter now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I know this guy's having trouble selling it. Let's mm-hmm. see what I can negotiate out of this. Also noted, um, Jess's first bike didn't run, and we still had it, and that was a G. What was it? It was GS eight fifty. Oh. Wait, a G. It was a, <laughs> we a got GS eight fifty. Wow. wow. Okay. And so we had that and a title, and I knew this guy wanted to get rid of it to get his next project. Mm-hmm. So I figured, all right, can I uh, can I trade you a non-running bike for a running bike with a title? And sure enough, that oh. worked. Wow. So you stuck with your budget then. I did. Or my budget for you, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was excited for it. And how did you decide who got what bike? Oh, no, when she saw that cave. Yeah. It was just like, mine. Yeah, yes, when we were okay. negotiating, there it came to a point where I was like, this is my yeah, bike. I'll pay that. Right. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. it on the trailer. Let's go. <laughs> and you look absolutely perfect on that bike. I mean, it's, it's your bike. There's, there's no question of that. Nice. So you picked up this GN running? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, picked up this GN running. But then uh, immediately we go maybe a quarter of a mile and it falls off our trailer because it's ice. Oh. <laughs> Goddamn. The getting it home story Knock. is definitely it's too the soon, best isn't it? Too, too soon. soon that, oh, I, know, I know that feeling, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, yeah, getting it home fell off. Got it to our house. And um, note the garage we have is detached. It's cold outside and there's no power. Mm. So I'm running an electri- you know, extension cord from the house into the garage, trying to figure out, all right, what do I have to do? And everything I touched on the bike was finger tight. Ooh. And so <laughs> after like, it was probably the fifth bolt while I'm just like, okay, this was not, this was barely on there. How did I survive the test run on all this? Because oh, I did test run it. Wow. Uh, I realized, okay, I need to... Everything that looks like it was touched, I need to re-go over and wow. double-check. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So that took me a while. And I realized just kind of how botched certain things were. Like, oh, the boy. entire rear harness, like, for the lights back, were just chopped. And then that's also where the frame was chopped. And then... <laughs> uh-huh. uh, they had to figure out some sort of um, means to stabilize the back end and blah da so that's where the ke came in or my second ke came in i'm starting to realize you are the bad influence <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have my little little welder in the back so because <laughs> you kind of like this don't you i'm not gonna lie you do you like having a project yeah. Mm-hmm. I when, can tell. When people asked us why we were taking bikes we had just bought on a road trip, I said, "Oh, well, Justin needs to work on something while we're gone." Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I see. I see what's happening. Yeah. Yep. Uh, actually, when we were in the desert, um, our last desert ride, uh, the back end broke off. On what? What? Yeah. <laughs> the welded on ke back end. Completely snapped. Oh but my gosh! Her uncle is a machine, or not a machinist. He's a tool maker, and so we 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 went back through, and he's like, "Here, let's use the nice welder, and let's add some more metal here, and don't weld there, and this is how it should look." <laughs> and so it came out much nicer this time. Good. <laughs> Pretty sure it won't break. We'll Probably okay. won't break. Even better. So, all right, you're going to be heading um, back east at this point. You know, you're going to go up north. You said. Yep. Yep. Pacific Coast Highway. It's going to be beautiful. 
and I think you're just ahead of the the tourist crowd. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And oh, you have to go oh, you have to go ride in San Francisco. Have you been to San Francisco before? Not yeah. yet. Oh, go do the hills on those bikes. Mhm. We, that'll be crazy fun. Yeah, riding down Lombard. Perfect city to it's gonna be great. to toot around. Go ride Lombard because they're closing that off. They are. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, the people who live in Lombard don't like the constant train of cars in front of their house. <laughs> so before it gets closed, go do Lombard Street, crookedest street in the world. Go just ride around the city. Those are perfect bikes for that. Um, they may get you up the hills. The first off-road experience of those bikes was going up a mountain mm, you haven't been to san francisco <laughs> oh, okay it's pretty crazy yeah there are some pretty <clears throat> steep i think you're gonna be fine you'll be fine dude. but have, have fun you can go down to fisherman's wharf you can go to chinatown there's a lot of places that you can go explore on those bikes right and don't forget you can uh filter up to the front of the traffic up to the light Oh, that's Ooh, right. Yeah. We haven't, oh, you haven't lane we can split do yet? that now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you want a tip, there's always plenty of parking on Sloat Street close to the zoo. <laughs> so, Sloat Street, there's just tons of parking. But says, unfortunately, there's, there's there. nothing there's near no there. It's like nowhere near anything, there's though. There's nothing out there. <laughs> They've really? got bikes. It's... Oh, to park oh, the to car. Park the yeah, we have yeah, to ditch yeah. the car somewhere. That's, you see, <laughs> they've got a car and a trailer. So there's always parking out there on Sloat Street. You park pull there. In. It's just a three-mile walk uphill yeah. for lunch spot or something. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you park there, get the bikes off, and ride around the city. It'll be great. Perfect for that. Oh, yeah, awesome. that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So... What is your next adventure? I'm Justin. I can tell you're already planning it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Actually, the American tour is my part of the adventure. The next part is hers. What's that? Um. I. Well, to preface, I went to school for German language and literature and got my bachelor's oh, degree. Oh no! In that. Here we go. Hold on. Go ahead, Bagel. Wirklich? <laughs> yeah. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I speak fließend Deutsch. Oh. That is good. He's calling your bluff, Jess. Ich kann Deutsch sprechen, aber es klingt nicht gut auf einem Podcast. So podcast is the same in both languages. Yes. Yeah, ich kann Deutsch sprechen auch. Und auf dem Podcast. Okay, hold up a second. Does everybody on this podcast speak German? No, just two of us. Klippen, klappen, klubben. Klippen, klappen, klubben. Ja, ja, ja. See. Pretty so, cool. So, um, what is the next adventure? I know what's coming. You're going to Germany, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Oh. Yeah, wirklich. Um, I would like to go to Germany to go to school, hopefully for translation. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And are you planning on buying bikes there? Oh, of course. Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you going to buy there? Domestic product. Whatever the cheapest insurance is. <laughs> See, he says that, but in a rare case of me trying to be the bad influence, I think we should get a boat ticket over and just take our bikes. Hmm. Well, that might be go. interesting. Well, you Sold. know what? I'm, I'm going to... Research that. I'm going yeah. to go ahead and suggest, I would think in Germany, perfect place for scooters. No? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. <laughs> nobody, on, nobody. You don't speak German. They don't want to. Sp- they don't want to ride a scooter. No, I would think that they probably have a lot of really cool scooters over there. Uh, Heinkel. Well. Well, if you're going vintage, I mean, you could go for a high call. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not cheap, though. That's the only thing. Um, but you might be able to find a vintage Vespa that's re- relatively cheap. Yeah. I mean, if we do buy something over there, then it's probably going to be whatever is available mm-hmm. and affordable. Yeah. Buying a bike in Germany, though, can, can be a little bit more difficult because... Well, they they have very rigorous inspections, so you can't really find beaters over there so so oh, much. The infamous like, <coughs> TUV, the TUV, yes. yeah. So everything's got to be like top notch, up to up to spec. So so you might be able to find some deals, though, you know. But but look around, see what see what's out there. All right, very well, cool. What an excellent idea, and I love the idea of buying these uh, these affordable small displacement bikes, and that is a fun way to experience really the inner cities of everywhere and i mean that's the key you don't need a big bike to have fun yeah and actually uh they may have changed the the laws in germany since i was there much many years ago but there used to that was the 1930s wasn't it (laughs) no it was after that (laughs) oh oh, 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 but but there were uh there used to be that that learner bikes were 80 cc bikes where you had like the limited license for people who were just starting to ride and those would go a lot cheaper and so Mm. if you don't mind a smaller bike that might be an option yeah hmm that is actually pretty cool. You don't see that in America at all. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I appreciate you. We always say, hey, if you're going to be in the area, come on by and visit us. We had a, we had a few visitors. Um, Broken Knee Albert, a.k.a. Yeah. Squeaky Boots. He's looking good. <clears throat> yeah, he was here. We had a, quite a few visitors. Yeah. Oh, he brought by some amazing photos. Did you oh, see that? Yeah. Oh, those were Dude. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was like like some, some like late 40s uh, Bay Area motorcycle gathering. So, it was his grandfather, and all of the pictures were immediately po- post-war. Yeah. So the pictures were 46, 47, 48. And it was just this wonderful insight into Northern California motorcycle yeah. culture. Yeah. Hill it was climbs great. and Hill the, climb the, the crowds. R- and right here in <clears throat> Hollister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those it's amazing. photos were genuinely from like 1940-something. It yeah. These were like silver prints. Yeah. It was amazing yeah. how many people yeah. were at these things. Oh, yeah. Crowds were huge. Yeah, and I, I told him that he should show those to like the SFMC and Oakland MC because I bet they'd love to see those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the bikes may not be the same, but the loops are certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys tossing the bikes backwards on that for those photos, boy, <laughs> yeah. tell you what. So I'm glad, I'm glad you took the invitation that we throw out to everyone. If you're in the area, come and visit, and I hope you you enjoyed your time here. Oh, for sure. Definitely. You guys are amazingly welcoming. Oh. Everybody. We, we like it when people bring gifts. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, so, again, an invitation to anyone, if you're going to be in the area, come out and spend a Sunday with us. I tried my hardest to get uh, Jim to ride naked up here, but I think he's finally come to his no, senses. That's a spontaneity thing, you know. <laughs> Plus, any idea you give me, especially involves me getting naked. I, I there's a grain of like, really, what's going on here? Yeah, it's fishy. Is Kenny the cop hanging out? Like, is that what I'm going to ride into? It's totally fishy, right? No, that's I got a, a surprise because I'm going to come in quick and then jump on you. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank G- you for reminding me. Give him the old smushroo. Else. Yeah. I want to read some emails, but before I do, I want to give a thanks 
to Robert. So remember when he um, emailed us about his feather bed frame? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I believe had been in a fire? That's right. right. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, I said, you know, you know. So? Well, he appreciated the vice, and he actually came to the area just not when we were here, and he dropped off a couple toolboxes full of tools and left them in the tent as a donation. Oh, wow. And remember, we've been talking about um, John on his Harley, the kid who's learning all about yeah. <laughs> Harleys, which today, by the way, he's like, you know, ever since I put that new gasket in the side cover, it still leaks. Like <laughs> It's it's a Harley. A Harley. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but we can try and make it better, but... Liza. It's, uh, Liza. But Don't... He, be a hater. No, 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 because <laughs> we had we he was meticulous about cleaning that off and getting a new gasket. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he got everything tight it, it explains why there was gasket maker on the other gasket that we took out, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was able to take one of the toolboxes and his pick of all the tools in there and create a toolkit for himself. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah, and it even he even uh, came with a bungee net to strap it onto the back of his bike. Perfect. Sweet. Exactly. So that was. I wanted to put just put a big thank you out to Robert Thanks, for the Robin. tools. We've yeah, already cool, found a home for quite a few of them. That's awesome. So I have another email here from, and uh, this is from. Well, you know what, Cafe Moto X. What? Cafe. 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 Yes. Moto X says I don't uh, but recall. You, you may call me <clears throat> Mr. Moto X. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall if you guys have uh, talked about Moto Vlogs much. I mean, yeah. we really haven't ever uh, since. Uh, was it like a Russian had, Russian podcast? Miles from uh, <laughs> Miles from uh, uh, not Busted Knuckle Garage. Uh, uh, fix it. Oh, this goes way back to when we were quite new, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we haven't done much on on moto vlogs, and there are a lot out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know we watch some of them sometimes, uh, even like some of the Revzilla uh, videos. I find are really good. But he says um, currently the best one out there uh, that we I think you'll enjoy, and he is a true misfit. Um, it's Shade Tree Surgeon, and he provided a link. He's doing a Harley Sports front end on a Yamaha XS650 Chopper, and he's hmm. doing a build series on this bike. Okay. And he is quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. Um, so check out Shade Tree Surgeon. Also, you guys, and Emma especially, may also be interested in the build being done in Tampa at Dime City Cycles. Uh, and the channel is For the Bold, uh, that is collaborating with them. So uh, dimecitycycles.com slash dimecitycycles x for the bold so i think if you just look for dime city cycles and for the bold yeah. you're gonna find their youtube videos there so thank you for sending that in that's cool we I, don't I, talk much about uh, vlogs no I, I just got a couple of things from dime city cycles they yeah. do a uh, flat tracker street tracker kind of stuff it's pretty neat yeah check them out you know we do vlogs if we were better looking <laughs> We're not good looking enough to do vlogs, That's except for Bagel, Wait a who minute. looks like a dog. Well, he was made for the movies. <laughs> he was made for the movies. He was, he was made of component parts for the movies. <laughs> that reminds oh me, God. just earlier when I asked you what it was like being here amongst all of us, you said it's different. Than you expected. It's always what did be you mean? Disappointing is what he meant. <laughs> I knew I should have watched my words better around you. <laughs> I don't know. I just I expected. You know, when you hear a voice and you have 
looks for people in your head. Yeah. Wasn't it? But it yes. also never is it, in my experience. Yeah. Well, the so. power of your imagination yeah. versus reality. Did you expect my voice out of Emma and, and Emma's voice bit, out of yeah. me? Yeah. You just, I actually pictured exactly the two of you, but oh, flipped <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Perfect. That's funny. That's Perfect. funny. That is funny. So, Nock, do you have an email there? I do. It's called a uh, really important question, I promise, from Vincenzo Capolo. All right. To the, rele- to, uh, to the relevant bit of this email, I'm an MSF rider coach, and I'm customizing my range helmet to be a cheap, evil, Knievel replica. It's going to say awful knoffle across the top, but I need a phrase to substitute color me lucky on the other parts to it. So I'm coming to the shark tank, the shark tank, <laughs> for ideas. And my only idea is to uh, color me safe, and that feels too corny or too easy. Any help is appreciated. So... If- Part one of this email is he needs some ideas for his helmet, some kind of funny phrase for uh, for his gear. Safety third, race finish first. <laughs> <laughs> Safety last. Yeah. Uh, and the other part of the uh, email is backstory, irrelevant, uh, the irrelevant bit, but I got one more MSF course to teach in the area I currently work, live in, and I asked the lead instructor <clears throat> that I work with three, er, that I work there, if he could, if he would care if I make an awful knuffle helmet, and he said that, uh, he said it was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Another thing, I'm going to be making a helmet manufacturer logo look as close to saying split as uh, as as I can get it. Oh, instead of built, it's split. What well, helmet has those letters in it? Oh, right. Built, built. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. And uh, I probably would find room for a few other touches in addition to uh, in, a, in, a, in addition to color. Shut up, Liza. I give you the shortest email, dude. <laughs> To color me, look, press roll, or something. Uh, I'm looking forward to any ideas y'all have. Keep up the great work. I look forward to every podcast, and I'm eager to visit the garage soon. Um, I'm actually going to say, so I love the idea of doing the awful clinoffle helmet, and mm-hmm. if you want like a witty like catchphrase to go on there, I'm actually um, going to offer up that Nock is in charge of that department. No, you can't. And he can't probably has that. a really good idea. Uh, grip it and rip it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Yeah, <laughs> clench it. Perfect for a safety course instructor. How about it's the real safety meeting is happening right now? <laughs> clench it and stench it. Oh, 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 I like that. Paint it British racing brown. That helmet. <laughs> <laughs> British racing brown, brown stripe. stripe down the middle. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. I can't think of anything clever. But if I do, no, I, I think that's it. Clench it and stench it. Yeah. <laughs> With a brown racing stripe, that is it. If I do, it's yeah, gonna be mine. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my god! We have a. Uh, we you're, you're welcome. We have degenerated to toilet humor once again. It's, it's an interesting fixation on random buttholes, apparently around these parts <laughs> and skid marks. Well, didn't we have the conversation not the up the butt bike, but the rim job bike? Okay. So I wouldn't take. Yeah, it. I know. wouldn't go with penetration, but I would let him dance around <laughs> the outside. You ain't lived until you got a rim job. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Miss Emma, do you have an email to read? Oh, I do indeed. And this is from Brian O'Keefe. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. And uh, Miss Fitz, hello from Pittsburgh. I love your podcast and I learn a ton every week. Mm. I've been a software engineer for my whole career. 
but I'd much rather be working on motorcycles. So um, he's talking about, um, Brian, forgive me, I've got to cut your email down because we're, we're always short of time. He desperately needs two-stroke advice about a 72 TC90 Suzuki. Well, once again, I'm going to offer up Knox advice here. Right. Clench it and stench it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, why No, not? but apparently he's had this bike since 1980 when he was 14. Wow. He learned to ride on it. He registered it for the street. He rode it. Right. It got passed on to cousins. And mm-hmm. So anyway, it goes to... Now it's sat for a few years without being started. I thought I might just throw it away, but since I knew I couldn't do much riding in the winter, he's got he's got a 2007 Sportster 1200. Mm-hmm. Don't be a hater, Liza. <laughs> <laughs> I snuck the Suzuki into the basement while my wife wasn't looking. <laughs> tore it apart completely, <laughs> except for cracking open the crankcase mm-hmm. because I couldn't get the screws loose on that. And I think this might come back to haunt you, Brian. Um, I had everything sandblasted and powder coated to get rid of all the rust, put it all back together with new stainless screws. Nice. Um, it's looking great, but I can't get it started. It'll fire with a choke open, then it dies out after 10 or so seconds. Won't start without the choke. From all I've read and videos I've watched, it seems like an oxygen issue, question mark. I've taken apart and cleaned the carb twice. I've cleaned the points, and I've got a fine spark. A shop near me... <coughs> Where I get advice, and who restores bike lights, they said it might be the timing. It's not the timing, darling. Um, I've read all I can about the timing, but I haven't been able to get those marks to line up perfectly. Do you think this is the problem, or can you give me any more suggestions? I really, 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 really want to get this bike back on the road. Just on principle alone, thanks, Misfits. Brian, darling. There's only one thing this could be. You've had the carb apart twice. I'm relying on the fact that you've put it together well. It's the crank seals. Mm. Any two-stroke in the world needs decent crank seals. It's how they work. The way a two-stroke works, and this is why so many early two-strokes, like your TC90, have the carburetor not above the engine, behind the cylinder, but on the side. The air-fuel mixture from the carburetor gets sucked into the bottom of the engine, and as the piston comes down, it's pushed up through things called transfer ports in the cylinder above the piston crown, and when the piston comes back up, it's compressed, ignited by the spark, bang, off you go. In order for this whole process to work, it needs perfect sealing on the crank. Now, oh God, TC90... I think the left crank seal is the easy one. That's the one behind the generator. <laughs> the level of detail you go into is just <laughs> always amazes us. But the right crank seal, which is behind the rotary valve, I think you've got to split the cases to fix it. Yeah, you can't yeah. remember what you had for breakfast yesterday, but this <laughs> level of detail well, is no, amazing. I, I know TC hundreds yeah. like the back of my hand, but the 90s, I haven't done a 90 forever. Um, but you need crank seals, darling. Um, the there good news go. is they're is cheap. There, the bad news is it is a lot of work to is get there, to them. Is there a way to test to make sure that there's... No, don't even test no, them. It's for sure that no, is? No, bin them. Okay. No, bin them. It's, yeah. there's, look, if you've got a two-stroke, you've had the carb apart twice, it'll only run on choke. Yeah. It is so lean. That's, yeah. Yeah. Are, are you listening, Bagels, Jess? Bagels I am. Not I'm honestly <laughs> mentally taking notes right now. Um, <laughs> you know, and the seals, um, there's... 
plenty of places. Yeah. Suzuki themselves will probably have the seals. Suzuki have got this great heritage program yeah. where you can buy all parts. Mm. If not, Paul Miller sells seals. Uh, so MR cycles seals at five bucks each. So the the problem tree obviously just leads to new seals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guarantee if Brian puts new crank seals in this bike, make sure he assembles everything correctly times the rotary valve properly mm-hmm. so when you take it apart do your little marks um it's gonna run like a champ well there you go Tra-la-la. i just wanted to share i don't know if you guys have had this experience as i do but for the last few weeks always at some point in the show i see a flash out of the side of my eye and i think it's bosley running in the door oh it's dementia. I, I don't know if there's like the spirit of Bosley, <laughs> no, but Bosley, I do. Like, no, Bosley I is with us. Looked Bosley. over because something catches my eye. It's mm. the smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because I'm sitting next to Knock. That there is, you uh, go. That is correct, thank you, sir. Thank you. So good luck, Brian. Good luck, mate. Yeah, good luck, man. Um, Thanks for writing in. Bagel, what you got? I have an email from Devin. Hey, Devin. And this is titled Suzuki VL800. Ooh, mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. intruder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin writes, hi, Liza Misfits. Hey. My name is Devin, and I live in Christchurch, New Zealand. Yeah. Truth. I, <laughs> I listen to your podcast every Monday night while working. You guys make night shifts so much more enjoyable. Oh, Tom, oh, mate. All right. As I, I own a Suzuki Intruder VL800 and absolutely love my bike. As you should. It's a great bike. Yeah. Uh, a couple of re- a couple of weeks back, a lady did a U-turn straight in front of me, oh, knocking boo. me off yeah, my damn. bike. Yeah. I managed to slow down and almost avoid her, but she hit my front guard. At the time, I panicked and picked up my bike and rode off as I had no rego and the wrong <laughs> class of license. Ride it dirty, son. That's what's up. <laughs> I realize now this was a silly thing to do as I got none of her details, and she has caused some damage to my bike. Oh! Since the crash, my bike has a scary wobble slash shake at 100 kilometers per hour. Oh, no! It's worse when I let off the throttle. Okay. Mm-hmm. What could be causing this? Oh, is variety it, of it, things. Is it the steering head bearings? <clears throat> if no. so, no. how hard are they to replace? I'm no mechanic, but I do enjoy working on my bike and would rather try to fix it myself instead of sending it to a shop. Mm-hmm. Any advice would be great. I also have a love <coughs> for mini choppers. There's just some, uh-huh. there's just something about them. I just finished fixing one up and have acquired another to do up. I'll attach some photos, which are attached here. And he says, thanks for making such an awesome podcast. I've learned so much and has and had a lot of laughs listening to you guys and girls. Ride safe all, Devin. Emma, De- Emma, can I take this one? Yeah, well, you can, but it's a bit I- light on detail. Tale, I'm going to say fork legs. It may you, be. It may, well, just hang on. Well, things like head bearings, uh, wheel bearings are not... Usually wear more out over time and not from impact, right? I... <clears throat> so the first thing I want Devon to do is something that's going to cost him no money. Check your tire pressure. Right. Mm-hmm. I want him to put 32 PSI <clears throat> in the front, 36 PSI in the back. Start with that. Is it is it related to the crash? Of course not. But let's start at the basics. The next thing he needs to next thing he needs to do is get that front wheel in the air and spin it and see if the front wheel is mm. in fact still true. Yeah. I have a suggestion too that also does not cost any money. And what is that? I'm going to say loosen the entire front end except for the top triple tree but loosen the lower triple tree the axle loosen everything in case something got whacked out of alignment Mm. and sometimes just loosen it will let it go back it can 
And then it's worth you know, trying. It's worth <clears throat> trying, and then remember to tighten everything up again. Mm-hmm. And then tighten I mean, it all back up. Here's questions to ask, Levin. Does the bike? Does it want to track left? Does it want to track right? Does it still go down the road in a straight <clears throat> line? Does it Align vibrate it. when you take your hands off the handlebars? Well, well he said it, it gets worse when he lets <clears throat> off the throttle. Right, so, so that would indicate to me it's a wheel problem. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. what Devon needs to do is, with the aid of a friend or bricks or an axle stand, whatever, get the front wheel off the ground, jam something under the frame so he can spin it and really have a look. And if the wheel's running out of true... That he needs that wheel building. A spoked rim? It is indeed. Mm. Well, ow! Now hang on. What bike is this again? VL800? Oh, no. I have seen cast wheels on a VL800, but most of them are spoked. They've got, actually, when they have the cast wheels, they're really handsome. Mm -hmm. Best looking cast wheels I've ever seen. Most are spoke wheels, and they've got a ton of spokes. They've got like 60 spokes. VLX800? Yeah. Mm. VL800. VL, excuse me. So, check the wheels through. Please check your tire pressures. And actually check the tire for damage. Mm. If the car hit you hard enough to mangle your front fender, might have actually mangled the carcass of the tire. That's true. Now, you're not going to see that, but you'll sure feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, these stupid things. Just look at the front end. Does the front end look straight? Does it feel loose, or has it just got this wobble to it? Or is is the rim bent even? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, right. So it might have cost you a tie. Uh, uh, might have cost you a rim. Might cost go. Devin a rim job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's just out of true, uh, you might be able to take it to a shop and get it retrued, or you can do. Yeah, it yourself, you, know, you know, New Zealand is not short of motorbike shops, yeah. and not short of very talented motorbike shops Indeed. either. So um, he's in Christchurch, isn't he? Yep. yep. Oh shit! Humble yeah. Mr. Britain himself. You can yeah. Fix that with a rock in a field, probably. I was gonna <laughs> say if he's not confident <clears throat> enough to do it himself, I guarantee you, there's probably a hundred bike shops yeah. in Christchurch that can easily straighten that out. But that's where I'd look. Yeah. Um, forks, possibly. Wheel and tire, probably. It sounds like a low-down impact to me. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, Jim, you have one there? Yeah, I got an email from Liam Edward. Hey, Liam. Liam. Hey, Liam. It's Ooh. your man, Liam. I, oh, I like this one, and I'll tell you why I like this one. He's going through our back library. Oh. oh. And he well, found, found a gem in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, Misfits, I just want to say thank you for doing what you do. I've been listening to your archive of podcasts, podcasts stumbled onto episode number 40, Mixed to Nuts and Loose Screws. <laughs> this, this was one of my Oprah podcasts. Oh, like, yeah. Did everybody get a free car at the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's one nice. of the ones I wanted to get into some deep subjects, and it was a closed room where I was invite only. And um, so I handpicked people and... I wanted people to have some trust and knew bear their bear themselves a little bit more. Yeah, this was yeah. one of those. Okay. Yeah, so he says, I was shocked to find that other people have such specifically similar experience as I do about motorcycles. And, mm. and referring to, this one was about mental health and yeah. riding. Okay. I, too, have had inexplicable need to ride. I just assumed I was the only person out there with these kinds of thoughts, though. I recently discovered how much I need to ride when I had to replace my clutch on my 2003 Honda Shadow Spirit 750. During disassembly, I broke the pressure plate while trying to remove the main lock nut without using the clutch center holder holder tool. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It says not available, right? That's not... You should be able to find that, huh? What, the, the holder? Yeah. No, you make your own. Oh, there you, how do you make your own? Well, you get a steel plate, mm-hmm. and then you just weld a bar to it. 
Hmm. And you got a holder. There you have it. Uh, so anyway, he didn't do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, very good. He broke it. Uh, anyway, had to get a pneumatic uh, impact wrench to take it off. The replacement pressure thing took a week to get in. He was going crazy waiting for it. Mm. I felt like a heroin addict in withdrawals, waiting mm-hmm. for my bike to be back <laughs> on the road. My mm-hmm. daily commute is a 75-mile road, road trip. I get that. Uh, once I got my bike back on the road, I noticed uh, about five miles into my commute, my body started to relax, and I felt normal again. Great. I've never been able to explain the need to ride my wife and family but now i know i am just a misfit too yes you are all right yeah and on that episode we actually had a therapist in there who was explaining that when you ride your body emits um not serotonin noxious gas and norfins ball sweat yeah and your body emits i wouldn't know anything about that and which is why there are many people who deal with actual um mental health issues and this is a natural way to medicate themselves is by getting on a bike and and that's when they feel normal and you know um for those who've been following the adventures of miss emma um you'll know i've just changed jobs and my new job is quite stressful anytime that people rely on you for their safety in my case driving little old people around it's extremely stressful Mm -hmm. and i find that i've got a longer commute i'm riding rufus my beloved suzuki every day and if i've had a particularly stressful day just riding that bike every mile that I get away from that place, my stress level just drops and drops and drops. It's wonderful. And one of my other favorite uh, things about that episode, that was the first time we talked to Long Haul Paul. Yeah. Back in episode 40, who has MS, and he said the only time he feels right is when he's riding. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's actual medical explanation for a lot of people. So Liam goes on to say that uh, my up-the-butt bike... We didn't ask you guys this question, did we? Oh, it's My up-the-butt bike is a custom uh, 69 <laughs> fishtail knucklehead bagger. Or bragger. Yes, oh, bragger. Bragger. <laughs> Y'all. Not like a braggard. But, Y'all. Uh, I love a good fishtail, I have to say. With white I'll walls. and you uh, do. Mm-hmm. And this is the good part. More chrome farkles than uh, <laughs> Naked Jim's been naked. <laughs> Knox said, fuck you, that's why. Cat's uh, been offered help with her boy friend's bike uh bagel's been not waved to (laughs) emma said darling or whole oh darling sometimes in the same sentence darling and uh an award-winning mike aka fruit loop said cruising hard hard. (laughs) thanks liam the cruising hard era that's what it was great one um and I just wanted to share, this is actually from Micah, who hasn't uh, been on the show for a while, but she came up with an interesting list I wanted to share. Um, I think this uh, came from my um, my hate. <laughs> I said, I have to, there has to be somebody to hate, right? Oh, right. <laughs> and Strongly disagree with, shall I say. Not really, but yeah. But she came up with a list of derogatory names for different riders we may choose to use. Oh, my. Well, then. Expl- for instance. Explain yourself. Well, yo, you got the brocati riders. Yeah, the brocati. Uh, Suzukunts. Oh. Ooh, uh, yeah, Suzukunts. That's British cunt, so it's okay Hun- to say. Hundassles. <laughs> uh, you might have a bitch MW. BMW, darling. Or a Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> you might ride an uh, Prickola. Prickola. Uh, Prickola. Oh, yeah. uh, or a KT Moron. 
<laughs> what? Katie Moron. Katie Moron. Uh, Moto Floozy. Or a Harley Davidson of a bitch. <laughs> Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson of a bitch. <laughs> so Very thank fun. you, Micah, well for giving done. me some more derogatory terms. Reminded me of was it Dukaki Dave when they were doing the cable back Dukaki all over. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in ages. Oh my Here's how about another name you haven't heard in ages? King Calamari. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So again, Dukaki I want to thank you guys Dave. for coming. And before you exit. This is the opportunity for us to ask you the question. Are you? I hope you guys are prepared to answer this question. Um, considering what you're writing now, uh, there's a low bar set right now, so it should be easy. So what is your up-the-butt bike? Jess, what bike is just like... Uh, you know, bike, you go, oh, I took it up the butt for that. And you know, Jess, it can be the bike you're <clears throat> riding right now, darling. I do love my bike. That's true. I do have an up-the-butt bike, though. Ooh, what is it? Ooh, and ooh, I can't, ooh. I don't know if it's better or not. I've never been there. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I really want a Suzuki RL250. That's 75. Mm. Oh, what is, is this a two-stroke? What is an RL250? Oh, yeah. Two-stroke is a trials mm, bike. You're a smoker, mm. aren't you? <laughs> you know the the RL two fifty. It's oh well, there you go. It's it's actually it's known as a beamish. It's an interesting bike. It's got a chrome molly frame on it. Ooh, they're wow. a great looking. That's bike. a good looking bike. It's a oh, nice looking are. bike. I like the the other. Wow, so you just taught me about very, a bike. Thank you. Very narrow frame. Just came really narrow very frame. Good <laughs> choice. All right, Justin. Oh man, what yeah. is your up the butt bike? Go big. And is it British racing? Go small. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. But it's American made. Oh. So when it comes to the up the butt bike, I kind of already got a bike that I like a lot. Is it a shovel? What are you going for? A bike that gives it to him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, my first motorcycle, which I still have, which is an old. Uh, 1980 CX500. Oh, okay. see now, and I've had three or four CX500s. You know, and I like them, but which model? It's a C. Oh, it is. Okay, a C. so it's the cruiser, okay. <clears throat> and it's gone through quite a bit of. Oh, okay, so it's not nearly as modified as the one outside right now, but it is. Uh, it's custom, past the C, like past the fact that it's called a custom. Okay, so we're going to go with the bike that you have is your up-the-butt bike. Sure. I am trying to scrub the visuals out of my brain right now. Hold on. Oh, (laughs) nope, still there. Okay, okay, we're back. Good. I hope you're enjoying this trip (laughs) and, and spending a lot of time together, close time together with your bikes. But thank you for answering that question. Um, CX500, I hope you'll send us some photos. I am yeah, fond of the do. CX500. You know, and of all the cruel things I've said about them in the past, they're actually, they're not a bad bike. Did you call them all. maggots or something? What do you call well, them? Well, that's what they're called in England, <laughs> plastic maggots. But the, the, the C is actually my favorite of them all because it's kind of, it's big beyond its size and it rides 
a lot bigger than a 500. Even though it hasn't got much performance, you actually feel like you're on a much bigger bike. It looks comfy. Yeah, it's a nice place to be if you're going long distance. Well, and just so you know, Justin, one of my favorite bikes of all time is in that model kit right there, the CX500 Turbo. I have been eyeballing that. <laughs> I want to oh, yeah. own one of those one day. The model? No, oh. the actual bike. <laughs> They're out yeah, there. Yeah, they're out but there. But unfortunately, they are getting quite pricey these mm. days. Cool. Well, again, thank you guys for coming in and sharing your story. I think it's a great, great fun uh, adventure that you're going to remember forever. That's what we're hoping for. And, <laughs> until you go to Germany and you're like, fuck those little bikes. We ride BMWs here. Only BMWs. Exactly. So, um, and thank you again to everyone for listening and especially to our Patreon subscribers. Who are the we bestest? We love you. I think next week I'm going to make another prize pack. We're going to uh, yeah, we send should, some more stuff we? out. We're going to give some free and, shit away. And Emma? Yes. I know we keep saying this, but we got we got to come up with some more Emma's history holes. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the one with the mods and rockers, and mm-hmm, we'll, mm-hmm. we're going to do a couple more. We're going to do some Patreon only ones. We are because we nice. need to give them some more bonus content. Oh, some more boner content. Exactly. <laughs> Throw them some more chum. The deep dark history <laughs> hole of Emma. You know what? Wow. Can I give I, you a subject? I, I keep a lot of stuff in there, Jim. <laughs> can I give you a subject? Yes, you can, darling. Because I would like to learn more. As we just learned about the bike that Jess chose, let's do one on uh, maybe two strokes. Mm. They've been around forever. I think that would be cool. Let's go deep into the pros and cons of two strokes and maybe some of the uh, best and worst two strokes they ever made. Mm-hmm. Nice. That could be a good one. That that could be a good one. And you know what? <clears throat> there are some really interesting stories. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Development in the Eastern Bloc and then mm. heading to Japan. Well, don't and racing, yeah. I may be completely yep. off, but don't they also use two strokes and large, gnarly industrial motors diesels. too, like tanks oh, yeah. and things? Yeah, like there's that. a lot of two stroke diesels yeah. out there, but a well, two stroke diesel but isn't quite the same. But yeah. they, having driven Greyhounds for many years, two stroke diesel does have a power band. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's, you can get some big, gnarly two-stroke applications, sure. Or little bitty two-stroke applications. And little mm-hmm. bitty 20cc ones, <laughs> you know, in your weed whacker. Yeah. <laughs> so I always, always yeah, feel like um, you're uh, liberating the screams of right, dead dinosaurs. Um, they, are, they are very, very adaptable engines. And, you know, until you've heard of V8 two-stroke outboard engine going through eight expansion chambers, Ooh. that thing sounds amazing. Ooh. Ooh. I think there's somebody who put one of those. I want to say there's somebody out there who put one of those in a vintage Volvo. I'll see if I can find the uh, yes. a link to the YouTube. I think I have seen that. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like a, v, a V8 Evinrude engine in a Volvo. It might have been, I don't know if it was a Volvo or a Saab. One, one of the two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, head on over to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. You'll Those find guys. To our YouTube page, to our Zazzle page, where you can buy and customize your own Motorcycles and Misfits gear. But and you Instagram. Can buy, you and can, Instagram, too. Well, you can see I posted Liza's of Award presentation a picture on Instagram. Of me and, Malcolm. And, then a, and then a teaser of when and we do the... And they're both uh, smiling. I mean, Malcolm does look like he's grimacing a bit, but they are. <laughs> I was clenching him. Yeah. Yes. Oh, clench and stench. Yes, exactly. Oh, so the next wow. week we're going to do is it next week we release the quail? Uh, I think next week we're going to release the quail. Yeah. And that can be a standalone episode because we have just got some great oh, interviews. Oh, we got some. 
And the noise, I love the noises of the quail in the background. Because he's just having a normal conversation. You know, yeah, it's fires a fucking up. golf course, man. You gotta be quiet on those things. We're trying to right. do interviews and shit, but whatever. Well, and again, and the thing I like about that, we're not talking to the reps that they sent out. No, these we're are talking to guys. the CEOs, presidents, the inventors, uh, the designers. We're talking to the people who've put everything into these machines. Only Emma would tell the CEO, designer, chief engineer, and owner of a Canadian motorcycle uh, company, Lito. Lito, that he looks about 12. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, and, and Jim's they been doing a great job face. at Instagram and get, getting a lot of photos. You'll see a lot of photos from the quail there as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, we'll, we'll start leaking about it. Did a, uh, what did your award and then just a little bit of a teaser sub, some of the interviews like Carducci Dual Sport, which is <laughs> awesome. we got to get those guys. Mm. Yeah, keeping um, up with Carducci's. Yeah, keep up the Carducci and, and, you know what? and a couple of the electric bikes. Carducci's so. a local guy. I've actually run across that bike uh, in on Highway Nine before. Yeah. Oh, so nice. Maybe you get an interview with him or something. Very huh? cool. Nice. But it was a great day. We had a we had a very very good quail this year. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. And I think it is time to get out of here. It is. Yeah. On that note, thanks again. This is Liza. This is Doc. Bagel. Emma, darling. Jess. Justin. Naked Jim. And we're out of here. Cool, cool. cool. cool.